You are listening to The Stender with Rabbi Michael Knopf, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about Rabbi Knopf, please visit MikeKnopf.com. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit JcastNetwork.org. There's a story I learned the other week that I've shared now in a couple of forums, but there's a number of people here who I know haven't heard it yet. So I'm going to share it one more time. If you've heard it, don't give away the punchline. And pretend like you haven't heard it yet. So this story was taught to me by a a man named David Dwight, who's the pastor of Hope Church in Goochland. It's a uh, mega church of about 2,700 member families. And I was having lunch with him and talking to him about what he saw as some of the secrets of success at Hope Church in the hopes of learning some of those uh, elements for the benefit of this congregation. And we got to talking about membership, what membership meant at Hope Church. And he said to me that being a member of Hope Church was to be an owner-operator of the community, an owner-operator as opposed to a consumer of the product that the institution was offering, which is often in many religious institutions, Jewish and not, what membership means. It means that like everybody, you're a consumer, but you get a discount, right? You get to, you pay a little bit more up front, but you get to do everything for free and, uh, and you're a consumer of the product. So ultimately you approach it, interact it as a consumer and the customer is always right. At Hope Church, the member is an owner-operator of the institution. And I was curious about what the difference is, what that means to be an owner-operator of the institution. And so he shared with me a story. He said that Walt Disney was looking to open Disneyland in California. And no one had ever seen something like Disneyland before. So he went from bank to bank to bank to lender to lender to lender to ask for the money to open Disneyland. And everybody turned him down. Everybody said no because no one had ever envisioned what this could be. No one had ever seen anything like it before. Finally, he found an investor who was crazy enough to bank on Walt Disney's vision. And it turned out, of course, that Disneyland was a phenomenal success. And so later on, that investor said to him, You know, I just kind of took a gamble here with you. I'm glad it worked out. But tell me, when was it that you knew, Mr. Disney, that Disneyland would be the incredible success that it is? And Walt Disney said, I knew Disneyland would be a success when I saw Cinderella bend down and pick up a cigarette butt from the ground. That's when I knew Disney would be a success. When every part of the organization and the operation saw themselves as stakeholders in its success, saw themselves as owners, operators, in control of what the customer experience would be, of what the guest experience would be, not as consumers of the product, but as meaningful participants in giving it away. That's when I knew it would be a success. I think about Cinderella picking up that cigarette butt when I read this week's parsha. 
Because in the opening statements of this week's parsha, we find Abraham, who's sitting outside of his tent. And it says, Vayera elav Adonai. God appeared to Abraham, the Elonai Mamre, at the terebinth of Mamre in the wilderness. He's sitting outside of his tent in the heat of the day, and God appears to him. Apparently, he has some kind of vision, communication with God at that moment. When all of a sudden there's a textual bait and switch. The text moves from Abraham seeing God to Abraham seeing three men appear in the distance. And Abraham runs out to greet them. The text says, He got up and he ran out to greet them. And he said to them, He says, My masters, my lords, if I have found favor, favor in your eyes, please do not leave, do not depart from your servant. And he, and he runs to take care of them, to welcome into his tent, to prepare them a festive, beautiful meal with the choicest cattle that he can. He has his wife, Sarah, get in on the action. There are so many action verbs in this part of the Torah portion. It is like a diehard movie, right? It, there's just so much going on because everybody is running to take care of these three guests that appear. The commentators pick up on this textual bait and switch. He's talking to God, and then all of a sudden, he sees three men. We don't know what he's talking to God about because the text doesn't get into that. It doesn't have time before the three men appear, and Abraham runs and greets them. It appears as if Abraham encounters God, but when he sees three strangers who need a place to stop and rest to be welcomed into his tent, he says, wait a minute, God, i got to take care of these people. And the Talmud says the following, Amar Rabbi Yehuda, Amar Rav. Rabbi Yehuda said in the name of Rav, Gidola haknasat orchim mehakabalat pene hashchina. Welcoming guests is more important than greeting the face of the divine. Welcoming guests is more important than greeting the face of the divine. Now think of that for a moment. We usually think that the height of religious experience, the point of it all, is to have a direct encounter, a close encounter with the divine presence, to transcend the here and now, to be able to commune with something higher, something more spiritual, but the, Talmud, the Torah and then the Talmud following it says, no, that's not the objective. If you're ranking out the values, greeting the presence of the divine is a very high objective. But even higher than that is welcoming guests, is making people who aren't regulars to your tent feel welcome, supported, embraced, and comfortable. The commentators go even further. So what's the essence of the teaching that the value of welcoming guests is higher? According to Jewish law, it is forbidden to leave the synagogue unless you're engaged in a higher commandment, a more important commandment. And 
Right? In this moment of Abraham's story, the divine presence is right there with him. It's a holy place where he's sitting at the entrance of his tent. And it's written that he ran to greet them. Learn from this that welcoming guests is a more important commandment. That has so many applications and implications for this tent, for this sacred space. Because it means that our personal religious experience, as those of us who are here, who are members, who are owners, operators of this congregation, our personal religious experience is important, but not as important as making sure that those people who are not regulars in this community, who maybe for whom it's their first time in this community, feel welcomed and embraced, and at home. And it goes even further than that because Abraham was sitting outside his tent in the heat of the day when he found these guests. He wouldn't have known that there were guests there if his doors weren't open. And he wasn't outside to greet them even in the midst of physical pain and even in the midst of communing with God. So you'll notice that this week and last week, we've had the doors of the sanctuary open. And this is something that we've been experimenting with a little bit to try to make our community a little bit more like Abraham's tent. A little bit more open to those who are coming in, a little bit more friendly, a little bit more welcoming. And especially to those younger members of our congregation for whom Sitting in the sanctuary is not always uh, a uh, two-hour endeavor, and they need to go back in and back out, but we want them to feel at home because this is their sanctuary too. This is their sanctuary and their sacred space. This is the sanctuary and sacred space of not only those who own and operate it, but also of all our guests, and so our doors have been open, and my hope is that they will remain open to make sure that everyone here feels like when they are coming into this space, there are no closed doors to you. That our doors and our hearts and our arms are open to all who seek entry and to all who seek access to the beauty and richness and depth of Jewish life here at Temple Beth El. But I want to pose an additional challenge to the owners and operators of this community. Periodically, we have congregants who step up to stand at those doors and be a smiling and warm presence as people who are new and regular come into the community. Wouldn't it be great if every Friday night and Shabbat morning we had an owner-operator of this congregation, someone who has a warm smile and a firm handshake, who's willing to greet and welcome anybody who comes in to say to them, good Shabbos, it's so nice to see you. I want to put out the challenge to those members of our community. It doesn't have to be a leader. This is an opportunity to step up for leadership, to be like Abraham sitting at the entrance of the tent just so you can greet a person who's coming in. 
And for those who are sitting close to the back, for whom the noise from the open doors is a little bit troubling, I want to invite this, that welcoming guests is more important than greeting the face of the divine. That the opportunity to have open doors to those who, seeking, who are seeking access to this community is more important than any individual's personal religious experience. Although I will say there are plenty of seats up front. And you are more than welcome to come and sit closer to the front if you are hoping to have a closer personal interaction uninterrupted with the divine presence. That's okay too from time to time. But we want this to be a warm and welcoming space for anybody who seeks access, whatever their age or stage. It's why my teacher, Ron Wolfson, wrote a book called The Spirituality of Welcoming. Because it's not just that welcoming is important, but when we greet somebody new, it's a deeply spiritual moment. There is no mitzvah greater than welcoming and making somebody feel at home in Jewish community. No mitzvah greater. It's a spiritual moment in part because every person we encounter is themselves a reflection of the divine presence. Each of you is God's image walking through those doors. No act is holier than greeting the face of the divine as manifested in a person walking through our doors. This Shabbat is the yortzite of one of the greatest rabbis of the 20th century, a rabbi named Reb Shlomo Karlebach. And Reb Shlomo Karlebach was distinguished not only for the incredible music he brought to the Jewish world, but the incredible heart and love that he brought to the Jewish world. He embodied this value of making sure every person who wanted access or didn't even know yet that they wanted access to the depth and meaning and beauty of Judaism was embraced and welcomed with open doors and open arms. On this, his yortzeit, let us embrace his legacy, the legacy that he inherited from our forefather, our ancestors, Abraham and Sarah, to keep our doors, our hearts, and our arms open to all who seek entry, whether guest or regular, and to make this a place where the highest religious value is not only to greet the face of the divine, but to greet the face of all of our guests. Shabbat Shalom. <laughs>